This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is a space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called Midnight Tales. Listen to the darkness. Tale 1. In the light of a silver moon. The whole place is dark. This is how every one of these dreams begins. In total darkness. But I wait. My heart pounding in my chest. My brain anticipating the well-known shape. The recognition of this very moment unravels over and over again in my consciousness. I feel safe with it now. Bask in its familiarity. Then, the image of it opens up to me, standing shyly in the moonlight, glowing and magnificent. It is a large oak tree, the biggest I had ever seen. The branches are wide and thick, with broad leaves covering the whole crown like a protective shield. They look silver in the light of the moon. The bark is like skin of a hundred-year-old person, rolled up and gathered in sections, so full of imperfections with a sprinkle here and there, rich in history that is written all over it. It is the kind of bark that has something to tell you, but it won't choosing to be secretive instead. I stare at the oak, completely in awe. Suddenly, I am swept off my feet by its magnificence, and yet, I am still standing. No, floating, actually. It is strange, but I realize at that moment, something I realize every time that I have this dream. It is a surprise each time. I have wings. They are large and silver. The moonlight bounces off my feathers just as it bounces off the leaves. I scream in my surprise and delight, but instead of my own voice, I hear something like a hoot. I wonder what bird I am. And then, the oak wakes up. A million eyes protrude from out of every imperfection of the tough old bark, and it stares ahead with calm intensity. Then, I remember, it is the oak tree that sees everything, everything all at once. As if all the time had been compressed into a single blink of an eye. That 
is how the all-seeing oak sees it. Somehow I know this. I catch a glimpse of one eye, one of so, so many. It is looking at me, staring into me, through me. I have been spotted. I try to retreat, but my wings carry me forward. So fast I can barely understand what is happening. I lunge for the tree, but avoid it as I get closer, going for its crown instead and flying over it, barely missing. Even from up high, the tree is a giant, as thick as it is tall. I hoot again. I am in awe of this giant, and I want it to know this. You are magnificent, I scream in my bird tongue. Look at me. I've always seen you, it tells me. I've laid my many eyes on you even before you were you. Satisfied, I fly into the darkness that swallows me up. I am no longer scared of it. It consoles me. Then, I wake up. A sharp knock on my door. I lift my head and search for the alarm with my arm, hitting at random in the air. It takes me a minute to realize that the alarm is not actually on. The room is dark, and the clock reads just after midnight. The desperate knocking at my door repeats itself. Why would anyone be knocking on my door at midnight? I rub my eyes, irritated that someone woke me up at all, woke me up with only a few hours left in the night. Then, as the haze and fog of sleep and my dreams recedes, my heart drops. Really, who can this be? I walk down a narrow corridor toward the front door, and as I pass by Bunny's room, I look in. Bunny is sleeping peacefully. The silver moonlight wraps her tiny face in its light. How peaceful she looks in her sleep. But the knocking grows more persistent. I pull her door shut, and with my heart pounding, move towards the knocking. There is complete silence on the other side. Who, who is this? I try to make my voice confident, but it betrays me anyway. Anne, Anne, it's me. A whisper on the other end. Gloria, open up, hurry. I slide open the lock and turn the knob. Immediately, I know that something is wrong. Gloria is standing... No, she is leaning on the doorframe. Her hair is all messy and her face is pale. She looks exasperated, exhausted, and worn. She walks into my house, carefully closing the door shut behind her. I notice just how filthy she is, like she had been out walking in the dust for the past several days. Then, there is the smell. A strange smell of something I can't quite place. Thank you for supporting Crawl Space Media Podcasts. I'm here to tell you about LA Not So Confidential, the forensic psychology and true crime podcast brought to you by me, Dr. Shiloh, and this guy. Hey, I'm her bestie and co-host, Dr. Scott. She was a cop and I was a Hollywood casting director. Now we're both forensic psychologists working in Los Angeles. 
Twice a month, we bring you a classic or contemporary true crime story. We apply the real psychological concepts behind the story and dish on the media's representations of those cases. Subscribe now to LA. Not so. Confidential, wherever you get your Crawl Space Media podcasts. True crime, psychology, and snark. Trust us, we're doctors. We find that in these times, everyone needs some time to chill out and relax. That's why we're excited to announce this week's sponsor, Boston Green Health. Boston Green Health is a local provider of CBD products that specializes in oils, topicals, gummies, and edibles. Boston Green Health's plant-based products can provide natural relief and rest for the mind, body, and soul. As one of New England's premier hemp-based companies, they offer a variety of all-natural CBD products that use a blend of locally sourced hemp extract. Visit bostongreenhealth.com for premium CBD oil, a delicious variety of CBD-infused gummies, luxurious handcrafted topicals, and a product line for pets. Podcast listeners can receive 40% off any purchase by using show code STORIES. Boston Green Health takes pride in being New England's most trusted CBD brand. My light is not on, and the darkness around us is intense. We stand just staring at each other with our faces glowing in the moonlight. Finally, Gloria speaks. Got a shovel, darling? A shovel? Did you say a shovel? I rub my eyes with my hand. Perhaps this too is a dream. Yeah, she continues, her tone hushed. What for? I just killed... John. Gloria stares at me, quiet, letting the news sink in. My mouth swings open, yet somehow I am not at all surprised. Instead, I calmly assess the situation. We are going to need a mattock too, I say after a minute. I only dug a hole once before, but still remember how hard of a task it was. A mattock? Gloria is confused. It's to dig. Ever dug a hole before? Gloria shakes her head slowly. You got one? Her voice is so full of hope. Yet something is missing in it. I try to figure it out, but my mind is racing, already trying to move on to the next step. I have always been a planner, the responsible one. In the garage, I hear myself say, and a moment later we are both heading down there through the dark, narrow hallway. I am still trying to figure out if this is a dream. In the garage, I flick the light switch on. Suddenly, it all looks too real. Too much like the mundane real life. I miss the softness of the silver moonlight. We go through the tools and pick out a shovel and a mattock. I catch a glance of Gloria and freeze. She looks traumatized and eroded. Her hair is somehow standing up, as if held together by some invisible force. There are dark circles under her eyes, and she looks so small to me so vulnerable as if she had been broken into many pieces and hurriedly reassembled together again 
What happened? I managed to get out, leaning on the shovel. She looks at me, her eyes suddenly empty, drained of life. What do you think happened? Did he go at it again? I couldn't take it anymore, Anne. You understand, don't you? Tell me you do. I do, I say. I mean it. She smiles that faint, defeated smile. Gloria isn't really smiling. She isn't fooling me. But I smile along with her. We need no further words. I carry the mattock as I walk down the hallway in my slippers, dressed only in my nightgown. She is walking behind me, a shovel in her hand. When we reach my front door, I go to head out, but she stops me by my shoulder. Put your rubber boots on, darling. I nod and comply, following her orders without a single complaint. Not even a sound. Then it's just me and my rubber boots over my bare feet in my nightgown. All right, she says, even though I didn't say anything this whole time. We get into John's car and drive. I have no idea where she is taking me. I keep thinking of how we piled our tools into the back seat, carefully avoiding the trunk. My mind travels back to the oak tree, the one that sees everything. Can it see us now? Can it see what we are about to do? I let that thought pass through me, and then my mind is blank. On the next episode of Midnight Tales. Go ahead, I say, as I get into position. She pulls out the keys and with a shaking hand fumbles with the lock until the trunk swings open. I raise the shovel, ready to hit. Thank you for listening to Midnight Tales, a crawlspace media production of a pi-rational story from the in-between. Voice acted by me, Natalie Nottis. Music and post-production by David Williams. Written by Pi Rational Writer. Stories from the In-Between is part of the Crawl Space Media Network family. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.